we are certainly glad to be with you today. We are thankful, so very thankful for this technology that has helped to bring us together over many, many, many weeks. And we thank you for taking the time to join us again today. Um, even as many things still remain uncertain for all of us, we are really just, we're just proud of you, of the IIV community, and just the resilience that each of you has shown through all of this. We are truly honored to serve you and to serve your teams, and we remain committed to walking with you every step of the way. We've always said that our staff is an extension of your own, and we are certainly with, with you in this um, all the way to the end, and we will be with you um, beyond COVID as well. So. Please know that connection is important to all of us. It is as important to us as it is to you, and we are just truly glad that you're here today. I do wanna invite you all to share your webcams as it does go one step further in helping us all to feel a little bit more connected to one another. I see that many of you have done that, and thank you so much for doing so. Uh, for those of you who have not, it is absolutely optional. But if you are comfortable doing so, or if you even maybe want to take a step out of your comfort zone, I invite you to do so and, and join us on camera. Um, I also would encourage you to make sure that your name and if you wish your organization are visible, you'll see that my name is listed as Carter Lyons with a hyphen that says IIV. So if you'd like to make this change, um, just hover over the square with your screen with your um, video on it and click the little blue box it's at the top right. Um, it has three white dots inside. If you just click the word rename, that will allow you to then to update your name um, with, again, I would say your name and your organization. And that just helps us all to know who you are. Think of it as your virtual name tag. Um, I would like to also extend a huge, huge, sincere thanks to our 2020 IIAV partners. Their support has been absolutely incredible. They have been our, our loyal, loyal supporters um, even before COVID hit. And little did we all know just how critical their support would be to us in this time. So we cannot thank them enough. Uh, we actually would like you to join us in doing so. You will see their logos and their names on the screen. And I would ask that you please take a moment to, to review this list. Um, they are your partners as well as ours. And they have been what has allowed us to do what we need to do to support you. So uh, we express our deepest gratitude and we hope that you will please extend your own thanks to the individuals who are associated with these companies. And now for today's conversation. We are very, very fortunate, very happy to have Teddy Burris joining us today. If there is anybody who can speak to the power of connection, it is him, but um, he's here to help us all connect even when we can't be in close proximity, which of course right now we know is all a huge, is a huge challenge for all of us. Um, just as we've found so many new ways of doing many things in life right now uh, during this strange season, he is here to show us how keeping our distance from one another is by no means um, making it impossible, nor should it make it impossible or even difficult really to build a prospect list, to connect with new clients, to reach out to other insurance professionals, and just to strengthen the network that you have already established. Um, so in fact, I think you may be surprised to find out that the ability to connect virtually has even more advantages than you previously realized. So I wanna get out of the way. I wanna let Teddy get right to everything that he has to share. So Teddy, we welcome you and we thank you so much for being with us today. 
Carter. It's an absolute privilege to see you today and, and, and uh, the 33 other people who are on here. Um, I love what I do and I'm, I was three minutes late because I was doing it for another group back to back and I knew I could pull it off and I, thanks for your uh, upfront conversations and made it happen for me. So, hey, I'm gonna share my screen <clears throat> and um, hopefully you all can see what I'm sharing here. Um, get rid of the Evernote stuff, the Zoom stuff. I'm gonna go full screen. Carter, is my full screen showing well for you? Yes, sir, you're good to go. Good, so I've got a conversation I wanna share with you. Um, Carter, I can't see the chat box or the Q&A or any of that stuff, but if you or Allie can monitor that, because I want the, the group here to ask questions. I don't wanna just lecture. I wanna answer your questions. In the context of how to, how to do what we do differently. Because at the end of the day, <clears throat> call it COVID, call it pandemic, call it life changes. If we're not looking for new ways of doing what we do, then uh, we may become dinosaurs. And I don't particularly want to be a dinosaur at my age. So, so anyway, this is all about you know uh, you know connecting. It's all about you know connecting uh, in a in a, a virtual season or a virtual environment that we're in. So you know some virtual meeting best practices, by the way. Uh, and I'm not looking at all your screens, but I strongly recommend that when you do a virtual meeting, Zoom or, or Microsoft Teams or Google Hangouts or whatever, put your whole name on there instead of your initials or even your company name because it's humans engaging with humans and knowing your full name helps us to engage better. Dress for the meeting. You know, Carter, I wore a white shirt today. I didn't wear a t-shirt. Okay, um, not your work from home, you know, um, attire. Thank you very much. My, my boss, I asked her to bring me water and she said she would. Um, not your uh, pajamas, you know. Look behind you, what's back there? Is it clean, is it cluttered? Is it distracting? Is it the kids running back and forth? And I know that we are working from home in, most, in many cases. And then, you know, life goes on around us, but you can figure out a way to, to, to take away the distractions. Are you lit up properly? Look at, look at your, uh, how you look on the camera when you're looking at your little square. Are you a shadow? Are you in a dark room? It's really important to think about, you know, are you lit up properly? And you don't need to have a stage presence. Just, you just need to be visible good microphones and speaker configurations. So it doesn't need to be perfect, doesn't need to be this huge phenomenal solution, but make sure that when you're doing a live conversation virtually, that people can hear you and you can hear the others. So, you know, there's lots of ways of doing it. Some people are huge fans of the earbuds. I, I used to do that a lot until I built out my room. So use an earbuds with an earbud microphone. Again, sometimes it can give you a better uh, audio environment. Never take your cell phone into a private meeting. My cell phone is on my desk, upside down, the dew walkers turned off. I don't want my cell phone distracting me from the conversation I'm having with you. Turn off all that other stuff. Desktop alerts. Close the door so your wife doesn't run in and yell at you because you didn't take the laundry out this morning. 
you know, figure out what distractions you can manage <clears throat> and show your meeting partner you care enough to pay serious attention by being an active listener. Sometimes this is hard to do, but it becomes more hard, hard to do when we allow those distractions to get in the way. Speak to the camera, not the desktop, not the screen. Speak to the camera. This is another way to show someone you truly care. And I get it. Sometimes it's hard to speak to a little dot, but it gets you the best response, the best engagement in a virtual meeting. And remember, in a virtual meeting, um, that you, know, you need to do it as if we're in IRL meetings. Stay on top, IRL, in real life. Stay on topic and within the allotted time. And by the way, I needed to ask um, uh, Carter, did, I, did you give me to uh, what, get, tell me what time you want me to end again so I can remind myself? You have until two o'clock, sir. Two o'clock. And I will make sure that by 1.50, I'm done. Let's define networking. It's the action or set of processes of interacting with others to exchange ideas, information, and develop professional and or social contacts and relationships. Networking is not selling, it's meeting people, it's developing relationships, develop, developing trust, respect, and like, and learning about people, researching, prospecting. Uh, prospecting is a form of researching. And we do this networking in real life and we can do it virtually. You can do this with Zoom and um, GoToMeeting and Microsoft Teams. Just get into conversations with people. Use your words and ultimately your own voice. So what's social? Well, social is defined as related to activities in which you meet and spend time with others. And that can happen during work and outside of work. Social engagement. It's just really meeting and spending time with people, which to me is a form of networking. <clears throat> Cambridge came close to the definition from my respect. I disagree with the Cambridge definition says when you are not working. I think it's when you are working. It's developing relationships. And social media are the tools that we use to meet and spend time with other people during work and beyond with the purpose that's important to you. A purpose focused on your specific goals. Now your goals may change. They may uh, ebb and flow, but you better know what your goal is when you're having a social networking or networking. You better know what your goal is. And it starts with making a connection. Questions, ideas, don't hesitate to use the chat box and ask them. And uh, we're relevant, uh, uh, you're gonna mute yourself and jump in. So the pandemic of 2020, it has not slowed me down one bit. And some people go, oh my God, how? It just hasn't. Because what I've decided to do is change how I do it. I'm on Zoom probably three hours a day easily. Why? It's the new way I network. It's the new way I network. I'm very deliberate about my style of doing this. And most people just aren't, uh, 
aren't willing to make that leap, aren't willing to experiment with it, uh, or hesitant. They may think that others may not want to do it. I will tell you, my calendar is full of Zoom conversations. Nobody turns me down. If I say, let's talk, I use Calendly and Zoom. They pick the time and Calendly sends them the Zoom invite. It's that easy. It works. So, um, um, Allie, do you have a poll question about slowing down now? I have your first question is how much are you using social media platforms? Do I have to stop sharing to do this poll? Mm -mm. You got it? Boom, I got it. Um, <clears throat> so, um, are you collecting responses through something else or are you going to collect them through chat? It's through poll everywhere. You should be able to see the poll on your screen now. Oh, I got a text. I see it. Okay. So, your team knows how to use poll everywhere. I haven't used it. Two, two, three, three, three. Allie Barber, 833. 833. So how much are you using social media platforms in your sales process today? Um, more. Good. Good. Now the magic is um, just wait a few more seconds. There's no C, no B or C. So this is good. This is what I expect. So uh, can I take? Uh, can you give me share back? <clears throat> Which you just got to stop sharing. So this is important. Um, you know we're going to be using social media more. So we need to figure out what are better ways to be able to use it, to be able to do more uh, virtual social networking. Um, and so again, I, I use these two words, purposeful and focused. You need to be thinking about what am I doing with social media purposefully and focused on my goals. And when I'm social networking, uh, I network with a lot of people for a lot of reasons. I'm a career coach. I'm a leadership coach. I'm a business coach. My primary business is I'm a social media strategist. So I know when I'm engaging. I know when I'm networking. I know when I'm connecting why I'm doing it. So I'm focused on my goal. So my top four social networks include LinkedIn, number one. YouTube, number two, Facebook, number three, and Quora is number four. Those are my big ones. They're important to my business and in some respects to my life. Okay. So you need, you need, and by the way, I'm also on Twitter, Instagram, and I am on TikTok. Don't judge me. I don't do dancing, but I, but I have a, a goal for using TikTok and a few others. I'm no longer on Tinder or Bumble. Okay. I also use Meetup, Eventbrite, 
Facebook events, LinkedIn events, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. These are all the different tools that I use at different times for different reasons to help me in my business. And these are all highly, man, maybe not the Instagram and TikTok for some, uh, but they are highly important business tools that I use purposefully. I invest a lot of time and a strategy around my social presence. This is number tip number one for virtual networking and networking in general, presence. All of my personal social media handles are TL Burris, double R, double S, all of them are. And I try hard to make them all consistent, focused on my target audience and the keywords that are relevant to them. Very deliberate. All of my bios, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Quora, et cetera, et cetera, where I can, my bios and my social presence are all consistent with the same keywords. Again, any questions, use the chat and uh, Ali will hand them to me. So when you're building your social presence, you need to ask yourself, what am I doing and what's important? And here are a few questions in that context. <clears throat> First of all, where is your target audience? Where do they show up? Is your target audience first and foremost going to go to a Facebook business page? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, or are they going to look for you? Are they, are your, are your target audience also in some level and other friends? And would they be more interested in your Facebook personal profile? Or are they on LinkedIn or YouTube? Where do they hang out? When you're building your profile, are you clearly speaking to your target audience? Most people don't get it. You need to make, this is marketing 101, speak to your target audience. Are you using the words that resonate with them when you build your profile? Or using words that make you feel good? Is it possible your social media may be confusing? with irrelevant information from your past or side hustles. Why are you using this social media? Is it primarily for your business, primary business, or is it for your side hustle? Are you taking advantage of all of the different areas of your social profiles? LinkedIn's got 13 or 14 different areas that you can populate telling your target audience who you are and what you do. Do you understand the importance of grammar and spell check? This is critical. You want to see what I mean? Go to LinkedIn and look for a uh, project manger, M-A-N-G-E-R, or look for a pubic speaker. You'll see what I'm talking about. And are you making yourself accessible through your social media profiles? Do you have your where relevant and appropriate, predominantly on LinkedIn, YouTube maybe, is your phone number, business phone number, business email on those sites so people can get in touch with you. And furthermore, if you're going to use your cell phone as your primary business tool, make sure that your greeting says, hi, this is Teddy Burris or your name, instead of just your phone number. So when people call you, they know they get you. And additionally, 
Make sure it's not full so people can leave you a message if need be. Pet peeve of the day. Questions, thoughts, anybody? Teddy, I did just receive one question um, and it was in regards to your first bullet point um, where it says, are you on the social sites where your target audience visit? How would one determine where, what social site their target audience is on? That's a great question. It, it, it comes down to uh, research. There's a couple different ways to do research. One is you could just go look for them and see if they're on there. Look for your top 10 clients and see if they're all on there uh, or see if a majority of them are on there. Top 20 clients maybe. The other thing you could do is with your conversations with your clients, say, hey, look, I'm all about LinkedIn and YouTube and I use Facebook. Do you use social media? And if so, do you mind if I connect with you there? So research and ask. Any other questions? My network is my most important asset in life. No ifs, ands, or buts about this. Hands down, my network is my most important asset in life. Because almost, well, maybe not even the word almost, <clears throat> everything that I achieve in life somehow or another comes through my network. And by the way, every success and some of the failures. So I'm purposeful about growing my networks. And my networks are not just social media, it's in real life as well. All of my social networks. And I'm deliberate, again, about my networking philosophy. And they vary per social media sites. I don't have the same practices or the same rules or guidelines on everything. Very deliberate style based on the different sites. There's a little bit of an insight into my uh, personal networking philosophies. LinkedIn. I only connect with people who are relevant to me in a very deliberate way. And by the way, it's not just business, it's life and community and friends. You know, they got to be relevant. That's a big word. I should have put it in capital letters and bold. So when I go to accept an invite or send an invite, I'm, I'm pretty purposeful about determining relevance. I only send invites to people who I know, who I've been introduced to, or it is very clear that there's relevance between me and them. Facebook, I only accept invites from people who I have talked with or met and listen to this last variable, enjoyed. Facebook for me is a fun place to be. Many people can't say that because their Facebook networks are filled with people who don't make them happy or don't make them richer with positivity. So you have to learn to manage that. I only send invites to people I've met and enjoyed them personally, and we have laughed together. Now that happens a lot, but I'm very deliberate. I don't send invites to everybody I bump into. YouTube is public. So I encourage people to subscribe to me because I share a lot of useful content about LinkedIn and I've got a, a fast growing list of subscribers and I regularly invite them through messaging and through other methods to, in, to subscribe to me. I subscribe to knowledgeable and even enjoyable channels. My latest one is uh, 
oh, it's some clown who sings songs. These are great artists, but he sings it in a clown costume. I can't remember his name. Puddles, something or another. Um, that's the interesting part. Quora is public as well. I've got um, thousands of subscribers there. It's six million views on my content because I focus my content on my target target audience, and I often encourage people to follow me. And I only follow really smart people who are relevant to my business and things that I'm interested in. Quora, purposeful. These are my purposeful philosophies. So Teddy, um, not to cut you off, and if you need to move on to your next point and then come back to these, I do have two questions, I think, related to these um, things that you're covering right now. So just let me know when you'd like me to share. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. The first one is um, sometimes on Zoom with a group, muting uh, keeps the sound distractions down, but unfortunately, by the same token, it also keeps people from responding. So do you have any suggestions on how to reduce distractions, but also um, increase engagement. Yeah, so what, one of the things that I do is if I'm doing a large group, I have a co-host. And so as I have today, so I'm delivering and my co-host is paying attention to chat and Q&A so that we can pull people in. So who asked that question, Allie? Um, that was James. J James, so James, great point. Um, sometimes what I do, depend upon time constraints, is I recommend that instead of uh, my co-host asking the questions, we unmute James and let him ask the question. Just there's different tactics for different scenarios, because you're absolutely right, James. You want engagement. That's important. What was the other question? Um, the second question was um, really looking at the difference in the platforms. Um, so the question was, Facebook seems to be more directed to personal connections. How do you transition business connections to LinkedIn when they ask to be friends on Facebook? Oh, uh, <laughs> excuse me. I'm pretty deliberate about this. I had a guy follow me on Quora. Um, he had a question for me. He discovered the easiest way to get to me was through a Facebook Messenger, which is very easy to get to me on Facebook Messenger. I answered his question. He sent me a Facebook friend request. I messaged him back and said, dude, I really appreciate that you want to be a Facebook friend. I only connect with people that I've met in real life and talked with. I would love it if you would follow me or connect with me on LinkedIn. Just be deliberate about it. Who asked that question? Sorry, I was trying to get myself unmuted. That was Bob. Bob, uh, thanks. Okay. Yeah. So I hope that helps, Bob. Be deliberate, be blunt, but be also uh, uh, polite. Good question. I hope that you have your own social networking philosophies that you stick to. Ah, adjust every now and then where relevant and appropriate. Here's, um, so my, my used to be that I would say my most important networking philosophy is that uh, to network for mutual benefit. Uh, and I have an edict that I live by and that edict is networking is finding, developing, and nurturing relationships that mutually move people forward to life. But one of my newest networking philosophies is this. Engage immediately with every new connection in very deliberate and purposeful ways. And because you, you wanna, you wanna, you don't just wanna collect, here, do I have it? Yeah, I have it, here we go. Hey, give me a second. 
<clears throat> the goal was not to collect a bucket full of business cards, socially, digitally. The goal is to make a connection and start working on developing a relationship. So, you know, you want to determine what's the relevance between you and your new connection, and that determines the level of your engagement. Maybe it's a phone call. Maybe it's an e business email. Maybe if the relevance is not, you don't see the clear relevance, it's less. Maybe it's just a social media message. But you need to make sure you're deliberate and purposeful about the ways that you engage as you connect. And I, I really do strive to stay true to this. Allie, can you remember, remind me the next poll? What was the topic? I don't have it in front of me. Um, the question is, are you engaging one-on-one -on -one with your clients and prospects? Yeah, let's just do that. Can you bring that poll up? Are you engaging one-on-one -on -one with your clients and prospects? Uh, virtually. Are you doing this more, less, or about the same? It's interesting. We got a third who say they're doing it less. Okay. Now we're down to 25%. <clears throat> Think about this for a minute. You know, you, you can't get out as much as you want to, gripping and grinning and hugging people and all that stuff. So is there a way for you to virtually engage with your clients more deliberately? And, you know, how can you start strike up those conversations? Can you do it on LinkedIn? Can you do it via Zoom or go to meeting? Um, can you invite them to a conversation? And by the way, follow the Dale Carnegie principles and invite them to a conversation all about them, not about you or your widget. So can I have it screen back? Thank you, Allie. This is, you and I are working together good. So. Here's some questions that you need to ask yourself regarding your social networking. Are you making yourself totally accessible to your connections? Um, you know, to get into conversations. I have my business phone number, my business email address, anywhere I can put it, okay? <clears throat> Are you actively managing the invitations you get? I see this often. I had a business owner one day tell me, oh my God, Teddy, um, I went through my LinkedIn invites. And I had one from six months ago from a prospect and I didn't see it. And I now know they're no longer a prospect. My biggest competitor took them from me. It's because he wasn't managing his invites. Are you purposely connecting with the best business intentions? Again, the best business intentions would be, a, would be to be a servant to your uh, target audience. Are you managing a social following? Where relevant, appropriate. I invite people to follow me on Facebook because I don't connect with everybody on Facebook as well as follow me on LinkedIn. And are you seeking out your target audience and inviting them to either connect or follow you where relevant? This is prospecting. Are you doing this deliberately? Or are you only prospecting to get them on the phone and try to sell them something? 
you should prospect to get into a conversation and make a connection in real life and through social media. And are you immediately engaging with your new connections and making the conversation all about them? Any questions about this area of social networking? And by the way, when I get done, I'm, I'm going to drop into LinkedIn and or Facebook or Quora or whatever, and we can ask direct questions specific to those uh, platforms. So how are you using your virtual meeting tools to engage with your clients and prospects? You know, are you, are you pulling them into a conversation and asking questions about them and their business? Are you engaging in a way that you're building trust, respect, and even being liked. Here's a story. Years ago, uh, as a career coach, uh, uh, by the way, a volunteer career coach, I don't get paid for this. <clears throat> um, I had a personal friend of mine who was out of a job. I hadn't talked to him in a while. And so I called him up one day just simply to say hi, because I heard from his wife that he was struggling to find a job. I said, dude, let's get together and have a sandwich. Let's get together to a sub shop. He was hesitant. And I wasn't real sure why, but he agreed to meet with me. When we met with me, went, met with him, had lunch, he was really sort of standoffish. And I was really worried. I couldn't, I was you know, I could paying attention to his mannerism. I knew something wasn't right. But I did what I'm supposed to do. And I made the conversation all about him. And it got easier and easier and friendlier and friendlier. We got done, he thanked me for the time. We started walking to the car <clears throat> and I asked him, I said, I said, dude, why were you so hesitant to meet with me? Now, mind you, we haven't talked in at least a couple years. And he said to me, he says, Teddy, I was afraid you were gonna hit me up for some one of these MLM things. So, Teddy Burris, total transparency, no disrespect to MLMs, they work well for those that they work well for. But I said, dude, I'm, I don't have an MLM business. He goes, well, I didn't really know why you wanted to meet. Even though I said to him, I want to help you. I, that told me that I did not have the level of trust and respect with him that I thought I had. It was probably because I hadn't talked to him in two years. So you really got to be thinking about this with your target audience, your prospects, your clients. How is your conversation with them going? And are you building trust and respect? And has there been too much of a gap in those conversations? When you're meeting with your clients and prospects and et cetera, are you listening more than talking? Are you making the conversation all about the other person? Because, oh, by the way, those two items there, listening and making the conversation all about them, is how you get permission to talk about yourself. Are you creating an eager want in them to share? Are you showing them that you care about their needs, their challenges, and their ideas? Thus, getting permission. This is really important. Dale Carnegie taught me this. Uh, I studied Dale Carnegie for 14 weeks and I continue to study because his book is right here. Um, but you got to get permission to talk about yourself and you will if you start out by making the conversation all about the other person. 
Now listen to this. This will mess up your head. Building a glorious presence and a huge network are a total waste of time unless you're engaging. Social engagement is not barfing out your brochures, flyers, sales promotions, or pleads to buy your widget. That's not social engagement. Engagement, that's the word. Sharing is important, but social engagement is the more vital component. And engagement is not being a serial liker. Engagement is jumping into relevant conversations, sharing transparent, relevant, useful, honest, and engaging ideas, perspectives, experiences, and or questions. Engagement. It's really important to wrap yourself around that word and what does it mean in the context of social media. And it's not a time or an opportunity to hijack someone else's conversation all about you. This is powerful. Too many people miss out on this. So my strategic social media sharing begins with this. First of all, when you believe social media is primarily for sharing your stuff, you'll quickly discover that it'll fail. You want to flood your social media postings with content your target audience wants. Give them what they want, not what you think they need. Now, let's look at these strategies. 100% of the time, your content needs to be true, transparent, relevant, useful, honest, and engaging. 100% of the time, it needs to be relevant to you and relevant to your target audience. Transparent, no smoke and mirrors, useful, something they can get value out of. Honest, can't talk bad about the other guy. And engaging, something that they want to consume. 100% of the time, as I just said, it needs to be relevant to your target audience. Relevant to your target audience. 90% of the time, it cannot be about you or your business. It needs to be relevant, but not your brochure, not your ad slick, not your case study, not your testimonial. It needs to be about your target audience, relevant to you. Something that they want can be useful to them. If you follow this model, then 10% of the time, it can be about your business your products, your services, your offerings, your ability to be a servant to your target audience, a servant to your target audience. Let me ask this question. <clears throat> Do you remember the guy who came to the networking events, handed out his brochure and business cards like a wild man, but never once asked you about you or your business? If you remember him, it's probably for satirical reasons. On the other hand, do you remember that person who every time you walked into the room, they had a great story, something of interest to share? Maybe it was funny. Maybe it was motivational, inspirational, but not necessarily about them. And they would turn the conversation around and make it all about you. These are these two powerful perspectives. 
Do you want to be the person who's barfing all over everybody with their content? Or do you want to be the person who cared enough to listen and to engage in meaningful ways? Allie, any questions, thoughts, anything come up? I don't have any questions at this okay. point. Okay. And by the way, these philosophies I'll talk about with these two people you meet in real life, they, they tie to social networking and social media just as tightly as they tie to in real life. True story. I was at a chamber event in Winston-Salem, North Carolina a few years ago. And this lady walked up behind me and literally slid a brochure into my hand from behind me. I was very compassionate to her and offered to return it to her because I thought she dropped it. Don't be that person. There are lots of ways to engage with your target audience on social media, very broad ways. You need to find the different ways that work for you and work for them. One way is to pay attention. Sometimes I call it pay serious attention to what your target audience shares. Because maybe what they share is something you need to know about and or engage on. Look for your influencers. Influencers, by the way, are those who can introduce you to your target audience. Influencers are those who can introduce you to your next great client. Look for what they share. It might be something you need to know about and or engage on. Look at your target audience from the individual perspective as well as the business perspective. Because maybe you should get involved in the business conversations on social media as well as the individual. You know, likes are nice. Likes are a nice thing, but they don't build your brand. They do nothing for your brand. Fact, they do nothing for your brand. They might help that piece of content. Comments are the best way to engage. So when you see your target audience shared something, Consume it, maybe nibble on it, at least get a little bit of insight to what it's about, and then comment in a meaningful way. And when you do comment, maybe mention the person that shared it, or the company, or someone else who can be highly relevant to that piece of content. When I'm engaging on business content on business pages, I might tag one of my connections in that company and say, hey guy, Steve, Bill, Carter, I really appreciate what you guys shared here. Thanks a lot. Pull people into the conversations. And I get this often in regards to engagement. People go, I don't have time for anniversaries, birthdays, business life changes, et cetera, et cetera. That's a huge missed opportunity. Because if you see that you're one of your most important viewers, your ideal client, your target audience, somebody you have a proposal pending for has a birthday, don't you think they would be appreciative of you acknowledging that or acknowledging their business anniversary? This is a huge way to touch people. However, when you're on social media and you see content that may be diminishing your brand, disrespectful to your brand, don't touch it. Don't touch it. 
Don't, don't even consider typing in blah, 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 blah. This is ridiculous. Don't touch it. Just walk away from it. It's the best way for you to manage your personal brand. And by the way, many say this is a lot of work. It's not a lot of work. Just find some time in your day that we're, maybe you can integrate this activity into your prospecting, your research, uh, your lead management. Just in, find some way to do this regularly, something you can commit to. And if it's only once a week, then by golly, do it once a week for five or 10 minutes. I promise you, it'll have a powerful impact on your brand if you get into engaging. There are many diverse ways to social share. Original ideas, just a simple text statement, a simple quote, maybe an original image or a photo or a graphic that you created with some tool if you have that ability or you have people to help you with that. <clears throat> an article that you wrote, a blog post or an article from your website or whatever kind of information that may be useful to your target audience. Third party posts, images, articles, videos, stuff that you find that you think your network, your target audience might get value from. Strive to tell stories, not give pitches. If you've never heard of the book, Story Branding, find that book. You'll get great value from it. It's by a guy named Donald Miller, Story Branding. Powerful, tell stories. Share to motivate, share to encourage, not to preach. And plan content around what your audience asks. I do not live by a content calendar. I've been doing this for a long time. I create a lot of content. The content I create is based on what I hear, the questions my network asks me. My YouTube videos, my blog posts, my graphics, my stories, all are encouraged or motivated within me by what I hear my target audience ask. Do I need to say this again? Don't barf it all out, your own content all over the place, your case studies, white papers, testimonials. But when you do share content, distribute it. Monday, put it on Facebook. Link Tuesday, put it on LinkedIn. Wednesday, put it on Twitter. So you spread it out create reach. Questions, thoughts? We do have one question um, and it was <laughs> about um, the Calendly link that you were referring to. So the question is how do you present that link in an email so that it does not come across as potentially harmful or maybe even a spam link that people are afraid to click on? So I have um, on my LinkedIn profile under my contact information, there's my Calendly link for 15 minutes is right there. And it's, so it's totally accessible to anybody. I, I vet them before I make the phone calls. <clears throat> um, in my, um, when I'm engaging, and Carter and I may have, and Allie, I think you and I have used Calendly together um, to, uh, to schedule times. I very clearly say, hey, look, uh, let's find a time to talk if you would, I use these words generally, if you would like, look at my calendar and find the best day and time for you for us to talk and make it about them, not about me. I've seen some people write this, I'm a really busy person, you go look at my calendar, find the best times. I don't wanna be that guy. So I use words like, if you would like, look at my calendar and you pick the best day and time. I hope that helps answer that question. 
my social engagement philosophies. LinkedIn, when I'm engaging, whether it's sharing or commenting, it's predominantly business. A little bit of personal, because I think my network wants to know who I am as a human, a little bit about my, my community volunteer and my community activity, but predominantly it's business. Facebook, predominantly personal. Humor, lots of humor. A little bit about volunteer, a little bit about a community, and a little bit about business. But it's really about Teddy as a person. By the way, if you go look at me on Facebook, please don't laugh. YouTube, it's predominantly business. Um, a little bit of personal, a little bit of volunteer, and every now and then a little humor. Quora, fully business. Uh, my Quora network is not interested in Teddy Burris personally, or my humor, or my volunteer. Twitter, all over the place. Whatever I feel like doing is what I do. No, there's no strategy of uh, percentages of business, personal, volunteer. Just all over the place. Instagram, personal, humor, community, and volunteer. A lot of personal, a little bit of humor, a little bit of community. Almost no business. Snapchat and TikTok, totally clean humor. Now I'm about ready to pivot TikTok and start doing a little motivational thing. So I see that has some potential, but predominantly total clean humor today. Now listen to this last statement. This is critical. I hope everybody's listening. I'll never do, say, or engage on social media or in life in any way I don't want to be seen, heard, or perceived of in life. That's been a huge safety net for me. Keeps me out of a lot of trouble. Allie, what's our next poll? Do we have another one? Yes, it is. Are you presenting a sales pitch in a virtual PowerPoint today? Do you want me to pop that one up? Oh, do you have it on, uh, do you have it on your slide? There you go. Think about this. Are you presenting sales pitches by virtual PowerPoint? Oh, man. I hope nobody answers yes, please. Oh, really? I'd love, I'd love to hear a philosophy because this is different than mine and not, I, hey, by the way, here's my own. Um, my upfront contract, I forget, forgot to say this. Hey, I'm Teddy Burris. I am full of ideas, but not everything I offer fits everybody. Would someone who's doing a sales pitch by PowerPoint be willing to share what you're doing? Unmute yourself if you would, if you want to engage. And it, and it could be after the networking part. It could be that the person who shared that it's after the initial networking. And I get that. Uh, to me, I, I think it's less of a sales pitch at that time. It's probably more of, here's what we talked about that I'm offering you. Is that a fair statement? I hope it is. But then again, different people do it different ways. Yeah, yeah I, I do, um, I do uh, business presentations, which in some cases may be considered a sales pitch via virtually, but it's 
only after I've gotten permission to share it and I, they are expecting it. So, so I get it could very well be that's the context. So Allie, can I have it back? This is um this has been around for years, but think about the different social media platforms. Twitter, I'm eating a donut. Hashtag donut. Facebook, I like donuts. LinkedIn, my skills include donut eating. This is really just to make you think about you know one of the different social media platforms. There was also a, an analogy someone said before that let's see if I get it right. Uh, Facebook is a back backyard barbecue. Twitter is a conference. Um, uh, Instagram is, this, we're looking through our, our uh, yearbooks together. Uh, LinkedIn's a boardroom. I, I get the barbecue stuff. I don't think LinkedIn's a boardroom, but you know, you need to think about what are the different social media platforms and how should you adopt using them for you and for your target audience? So when you're thinking about social engagement, sort of some questions you need to ask yourself. Is everything you share true, transparent, relevant, useful, honest, and engaging? And can you sustain that long-term? Are you leading with give? Again, based on my Dale Carnegie and my Ralph Waldo Emerson and Zig Ziglar and Norman Vincent Peale studies, I decided that I need to lead with give. Because when you lead with give, that creates the greatest opportunity for you long-term. Are you making content about your target audience more than about you? Making about your target audience. Are you engaging in conversations more than sharing? And are you striving to get into meaningful conversations? Meaningful. And do you, you engage with people who engage with you? It's important to do. And are you seeking ways to move these folks into a one-on-one -on -one conversation? Are you moving your social connections and engagements into real conversations? You connect, immediately engage. Try to get to ear-to-ear -ear or eye-to-eye -eye conversation. When your target audience influencers, and influencers engage with you, do you try to move the conversations offline? Again, ear-to-ear, eye-to-eye. And are you researching your target audience and looking for the, how you can move them? How can you move new prospects into one-on-one -on -one conversations? And do you execute a process regularly focused on your goals? This is the try, this is my ending statement. Social networking, virtual networking, has to include presence, focused networking, and engagement that includes give. I got a few minutes. Questions, anybody? Allie, I'm gonna send, uh, or Carter, I will send you this. Uh, if I didn't already, I'll send you this slide deck for you to share. But what questions do you guys or ladies have about virtual networking?
Teddy, I have one that just, as you were talking, I was thinking about, um, if you are not terribly present on a social media platform right now, what would you say is the best one to start with? The one where your target audience hangs out. And if you guys are, uh, if you're, pri are you prim if you're primarily business to business, then LinkedIn. Um, if, if, and, and, and even if you're a business to consumer, I would wager that most of the people that can afford your insurance are business professionals who work somewhere. So they may also be on LinkedIn. So it's predominantly LinkedIn. I would not spend a lot of energy building a Facebook page at this point, unless you want to pay to be seen with ads. So we just got another question and it was um, what about what we could give on Facebook that is professional, but not specific to your company. Um, knowledge, ideas, perspectives, articles, if it's targeted business consumer and their homes and auto insurance and personal PNC, then maybe there's stories, maybe there's ideas about how they can make the best decisions choosing insurance, make the best decisions of choosing insurance. Um, you know, maybe it's, um, you know, stories about um, how someone had a challenge that wasn't sure how to overcome a challenge. You write a little story about it. Um, you gotta, you gotta get, we have to get out of our box. We have to get out of our, our corporate mandated box of marketing and be willing to think stories. Think about stuff that, that makes people think. Think about, you know, ideas that can help them. It, you know, sometimes it takes time to get there if you're not a marketing professional but think about what you wish you knew before you bought your first auto insurance. Um, and I just have one more that came in and it was um, related to how to appropriately use a testimonial. Um, how do you do that? Is it effective on social media? Is there a way to do it so that it's most powerful? Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, a lot of different ways. Um, testimonials are important, especially when, you know, if I see a buddy of mine likes you, then, you know, that's, that's important. It's impactful. So yeah, grab the testimonials, save it as a document. Um, you know, maybe get that person to write it as a LinkedIn recommendation. And I get it. You just gotta be careful writing recommendations on LinkedIn and highly uh, uh, compliant organizations. Maybe you pull that person into a zoom conversation and you have a conversation with them, five minute conversation. And you thank, you know, Greg or Jill or Chuck for showing up and say, I really am glad that, you know, you're one of my clients. Can you give me a little bit of insight of, you know, what was it that really got you to think about engaging with me? And hopefully it'll say price. Um, yeah. um, there's lots of different ways of doing it. There's no one answer. Okay, thank you. Um, <clears throat> And we had one that just came in and it was, um, how about a quick prediction of the future of TikTok? In the <laughs> I want to see the hand. Oh, Jill is not a fan. <laughs> oh, Jill. You got to hunt me down on TikTok. No, I don't do a lot it's, on TikTok. It's a, it's a Chinese company. <laughs> There's a lot of companies that are Chinese owned. <laughs> they're just spying on you. <laughs> nah, they're only spying on you based on what you put out there, Jill. I'm with you. I get that. I, uh, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I do pay attention to what I put on social media. So my prediction with TikTok, it's going to go through some waves, but it'll eventually smooth out. It's got a lot of growth. Um, I don't think it's for everybody. 
right, Jill? That's Jill's like, no. So, uh, Carter, it's 2.02. I took two minutes longer than I should have. You're fine. You were answering questions. You did great. And Teddy, we want to thank you so much for everything that you shared. I know this is a conversation that could have lasted far longer than an hour. So thank you for doing such a good job of um, fitting it all into about 60 minutes. We appreciate it. I'm going to send you, are, you an, e I'm send you an email that will have the, the, um, the slide deck. Uh, I don't know how you'll publish the recording, but I will also um, put my 20 questions you need to know about LinkedIn ebook on there for everybody as a gift. And, um, and I offer this, if you ever have a question about LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, or TikTok, um, then all you got to do is ask. And I'll answer any questions. Thank you for letting me be here. Yeah, it's it's our pleasure to have you. And um, to all of our attendees, thank you so much for taking time this afternoon to join us. We, as I said in the beginning, are committed to walking with you every step of the way. We will continue to do that. And as I mentioned, also at the start of the conversation, that um, these Zoom conversations, these IAB Connect conversations will not end as things continue to reopen, remain reopen. Um, it is our hope that this is um, something that will continue to be a part of your week and your month. And we welcome your input as to how we can offer what is most meaningful to you. We know that um, that is a moving target and our goal is to make this continuously relevant to you. So please don't hesitate to shout and let us know what it is that you need to hear from us and we will do our best to make it happen. Um, we will be offering these every other week throughout the summer. Uh, we hope that you're able to get outside and enjoy a little time out of the house and enjoy the warm weather. Um, a couple of other reminders, IAV's classroom will be officially reopened as of August 1 for in-person classes. Our office is back open right now, as you may be able to tell from, um, you know, I'm in my office right now. But um, we are welcome to, we are ready to welcome you back to learn with us. and. Um, safety is our absolute top priority. So between now and that August 1 date, we're making preparations here and we hope to see you soon. So just keep in mind, you can visit our calendar at IIAV.com. Another reminder is that uh, we have an absolutely amazing program planned for our convention, uh, which includes an incredible lineup of speakers. And um, our featured keynote will be Commander Kirk LaFold, who was the commander of the USS Cole when it was attacked. Um, and as it happens, the anniversary of that attack is um, the day before he will be speaking with us. And so timing being what it is, we had no idea just how relevant his presentation on leading effectively in a crisis would be when we asked him to speak for us. But um, it is it is one you for sure don't want to miss. So as you might imagine, uh, as the COVID situation continues to evolve, we are keeping a multitude of scenarios in mind. And again, as with our classroom, safety is the top priority. So we hope that for now, uh, you will make sure to block off time on your calendar and stay tuned for more information for uh, or from us on this because we hope that you will join us uh, for this, this convention and um, many other insurance professionals across our Commonwealth because again, it's an opportunity to connect. Those dates are October 11th through 14th, and we are looking forward to a fantastic event that we hope that you will be a part of. So um, in the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy, enjoy summer um, when it is not 
blazing hot outside. And um, again, we just thank you for inviting us to be part of your week. And we will see you back here on August 5th for another IIV Connects. Take care, everyone.